Attention military veterans and military personnel. This is Tracy from Lakewood College, and I am excited to announce the new partnership between ETA Associates and Jamal King's Make Real Estate Real. Give me a call so I can see if you qualify to receive the Make Real Estate Real with no out-of-pocket expense to you. I can be reached at 1-800-517-0857. My extension is 700. You may also visit us at www.moneyforbets.com. Again, that is money, the number four, bets.com. You may also schedule an appointment with me through my text-only number at area code 216-678-9933. I look forward to speaking with you all. I would say, you know, on the on the high end, if you had about six months of your expenses put away in cash, that's a good cushion that can allow you to take care of any emergencies. Your car breaks down, the roof leaks, the washing machine blows up. You know, you can handle those things without having to use credit on the lower end, probably three months you know, in an emergency fund, you want to have that cash liquid. You know, it's not going anywhere. You don't have to be afraid of it. This week, our show is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made with GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, and turmeric, just to name a few. So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on, y'all? What it do? Me and Carl twins right now. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? Got the, the cream uh uh joint song. Uh we got Dr. King in the building. Dr. It's King. All, it's all hey. good. Y'all could be on the cream, boy. Like I said, y'all don't be sending me the memos no more. But you know what I learned? Always yeah. bet on black, baby. Hey. Always bet on black. <laughs> Always <laughs> black history month, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Another, another member of the cream club. Uh <laughs> Dr. Thomas, what's happening? Man, bless man. Ready to get into this podcast? I know you got some. I know you got some up your sleeve for this. Uh, I don't got nothing up my sleeve. I uh, I had something up my sleeve about an hour ago. Uh, shout out to E for. <laughs> I literally t- like y'all. This this the stressful part of having to be the quarterback on the squad. I literally text E five times and called him yesterday to verify the time. And then we Watch start. This, see. Watch this. I was having a conversation with my mom right before we was about to start. I was like, yo, mom, this is the one thing I respect about the squad. When we say it's a time, oh, we locked in. Oh, she going to be on oh, 10 minutes early. Oh. I walked back out the room. She was like, what happened? I was like, well. But here's the deal, Ma. C quarterback for CJ. 
Everybody know I teach a class. Everybody know I've been teaching a class for about two months now. So why are you even asking me to get on the podcast during the time I teach? So Mm. don't nobody know my schedule and respect my schedule. Was y'all on the same group text I was on? I'm Mm. (laughs) teaching. Was y'all on the same group text I was on? Did you know I had a class to teach, Ma? Did you know I had a class to teach, Ma? Which is why we scheduled the podcast for 30 minutes after your class. Why you schedule a podcast on the day I teach? You teach every day. I don't teach every day. I only teach on Mondays. Monday is the only day I teach two classes, and they want to get in on my Monday now. We was cool when it was Tuesday. We was cool when it was Wednesday. Now they got to jump in on the only day I work. We got to do a podcast. And the the famous words of my philosopher grandfather, excuses like buttholes. Everybody got one, and they all stink. Okay, hey, so watch this, though, Ma. This is what I could do for C. I could just say, let's not do it on Monday. Days, but I try to be nice and yeah, do his yeah, yeah. schedule so, uh, okay. so I can still work I, I promise him. you. Hey, Ma, because apparently he got something to do on Tuesday and Wednesday, <laughs> and why he pushing me to do it on Monday. No, no, no. I try to, I'm trying to take our reason, podcast. Ma. No, no, no. I'm trying to take our podcast to another level, and we got a very special guest that could only do today. Mm. So I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to blow you up. Well, no, no, y'all should have recorded that guest so I can do my <laughs> no, class no, no, no. and then it. get on time. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, hey, so Ma, no. So I can get it right. No Mondays unless nice. it's afternoon. I'm teaching a class, two classes. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's on record. It's on record. Carl asked, so he don't want to jump in this. Ma, ask uh, CJ what he doing on Monday. Ask CJ what he doing on Monday. I grind. Tuesday I grind. Ask CJ what he doing on Monday. Bossing me around. Bossing me around for a podcast. When I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, grinding for the company, Ma. Three o'clock. Now now he's going to force me to read the text thread. You know what I'm saying? That's Hold what up. I was saying. He backed down because you the evidence go. there. Now, I y'all wouldn't have t- had no, to no, answer no. the question don't, if he would have respected the lie. fact that I work today. So why are you asking me on Monday when you know okay. I work? Here we go. Oh, hey, you know what I have to do more? I'm going to have to start okay, so being I a high read it. pilot. I I'm going to have to be it. a high pilot and shut right. CJ down so he can't take he can't take the, the thread and read it. So next time I'm just going to so say, see, I can't do it on Monday. I'm trying to be nice and I'm getting in trouble for trying to be nice. This is how you get CJ. What you do, man? Is next time just say, man, I'm not sure. Let me have my assistant uh, check my calendar. But then he gonna get pissed <laughs> when your assistant call. He gonna get pissed. How you gonna send your assistant to me? <laughs> Read it or no? We good? We good or no? So, so here's what we do. I take the L. Don't call me on Mondays no more. Don't call me on Monday and ask me to do it on Monday no more. I don't care what guess you got. I, don't call me on Mondays. I work. I'm gonna be a pilot, ball. I work. Don't there call. You, you just said you done that. 11.30. Uh-uh. I'm not done. I'm not talking to you on Monday. <laughs> I'm going to do my work. I'm going to work. I'm hey, not jumping you, hey, off. Ma, then I had the nerve to jump off early, Ma. Uh, and I'm still getting this. Can I'm you still just, getting hey, this. Can you give us a thank God it's Monday from the bottom just for old times? Let's start the podcast over. Hey, Ma, if you ask me, maybe. But I can't get him jacked. Oh, bro. Hey, <laughs> um, hey big shout out to Sierra, though, on The Real. Y'all see the gear. Somebody said the other day, Hey, see, I ain't never seen you rock this much gear. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Our gear was mid back in the day. I'm just going to tell you the truth. These hoodies right here, though, let me tell you something. Whoo! On a whole new level. Shout out to Sierra. No, no, no. I'm talking about, bro, literally, like, and I talked to Adam. He got one. He was like, yo, this is the best hoodie I've ever worn in my life. Ever. No cap. I didn't wear the old ones. I'm just being real because... I just, you know, I like the Nike. I like a certain standard when I'm, you know what I mean? And like I said, it was cool. And I wear them every once in a while, but 
you know, just didn't have that Nike feel. Bro, these feel better than Nike. Oh, it's got no some on the side, Ma. I don't know what nah. the side things are, but it's got nah. a thing where it massages your side, Ma. Oh, man. You sleeves, bro. No, nah, these things fire. is impeccable. So shout out to Sierra for lacing me. I came home this weekend with a nice package. Uh, so make sure you go order your grind gear right now. Holla at Sierra. Tell her we sent her. Tell, tell her we sent you. Um, all right. So really quick, man. We ain't gonna do no elaborate thing, but wow, the goat is uh, the goat. Mm. The goat is goating. Uh, he did mm. some more goat things. Uh, we're recording on Monday. Sorry, E. Uh, but the Super Bowl was last night. So let me just get, I'll, I'll let uh, E go first since uh, he, he's busy. He might have to get out. You know what I'm saying? He might have to get out of here early. It's Monday. <laughs> hey, so Ma, I'll let, I'll let him get. <laughs> I'm about to start C and C. Because if I call C and say, he be like, E, I'm busy. I can't do it. How you uh, treat me on the weekend, uh, I'm about to start treating him like that on Monday. <laughs> Brady, he does it again. Seven Super Bowls. Ten Super Going to ten, one seven. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I, I, uh, I, I sat there. I should have known because I, I told you I don't bet against Brady, but I just thought Mahomes was that. I wasn't betting against Brady. I was betting on Mahomes, but I, I never again, bro. I mean, 43 years old. I don't even know. Mm. I run out of superlatives. I don't. I, I really don't even know what to say other than get that man the GOAT crown forever. I don't see nobody ever doing what he's doing. And the scary part about it is, what make you think he ain't gonna win it next year? E, I'll let you take it away. What'd you mm. see? Bruh, it wasn't a Super Bowl. That's what I saw. I'm like, man, my, they didn't score a touchdown, bruh. Mm. I'm like, bruh, they got three field goals in the Super Bowl. I'm, I, bruh, I, bruh, I don't, bruh, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm just like, yo, what in the world? What did he say before the game? Because the defense had your boy My looking goodness. like Locked Matt down. Stafford on oh. Thanksgiving. Oh. They had it like Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving. Oh. Oh. Hey, you, I, I was like, what in the world? Unbelievable, man. No, it was unbelievable to watch. Um, and yeah, I was disappointed. And I'm like, hey, Mahomes, I ain't going to say nothing. My brother got mad at me yesterday because I was watching the game. And I just so happened to point out that it's only been two Super Bowls for him. And even though they won last year, if y'all remember, he did not have a great game. And then we came back again, and uh, that was very mid. So uh, definitely uh, looking to see Mahomes step it up a little bit. But I, I was going to say Mahomes next year, but Brady said at the end, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm so coming back. That? I'm just like, Ma, I'm oh, through. I don't have nothing. I know y'all used to me have... I don't have nothing to say. No, it's nothing to say. It's, no, it's really nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, shout you out saw to something deep, Maul. Tell me what you saw deep. <laughs> I had nothing to say, bro. Ah, uh, no, nah, no. Nah. The deepest thing I, deepest thing I saw, man, on Super Bowl Sunday, was hearing my brother ET the hip hop preacher oh, during the Super Bowl commercial. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We ain't. That's the goat. You know what I'm saying? Super Bowl I, commercial. That's the real day. Hey, that's the uh, real. I goal. was done after I heard E. After I heard E doing the Super Bowl commercial, I was done. Yeah, I, I was like, I could turn this game off. I'm straight. Yeah, it, made real. He, it made it real, bro. I was, you know, I was in the presence of my family. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man, yeah, everybody yeah. that's on there, everybody, dog, it took me back to remember how Crazy. I was telling you about that exposure? Your level of exposure determines your level mm. of success. It took some, it took me back. So here it is. You know, I used to go to football games, right? I used to go to the NFL games because I had my boy, you know, playing in the NFL. So it made it real for me. Seeing him on the field literally made it real because me and him was in class together, played college ball together. That made it real. But to hear mm -hmm. you. 
do a commercial during Crazy. the Super Bowl. Crazy. Super Bowl. And I talk to you every day. You know what I'm saying? It made it real for me again. Dog. It was that same experience. I ain't care nothing about that game, bro. And when did I text you, there? E, like maybe maybe five minutes before the commercial came on, what did I text you? With the toll boy? Yeah. You see, Toby, they had a cut out of Toby in the stands. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, man, you talk Toby about your Boke squad. Toby was at the Super Bowl. Mm, we got a twofer. All right. Hey, you know what's weird, though, y'all? What's weird was I was watching the game. Like, I was sitting there. Me and Boog was next to each other. The commercial yeah. was on. I ain't even. It's weird. I can't even explain it, Ma. The commercial was on. Me and Boog was just sitting there like, I don't know what we was doing. But we mm. were just sitting there. And then Jada was like, Dad, Dad. I was like, what's up, Jada? She's like, Dad, that's you. That's yeah. your commercial. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> so I stopped. It was a long one, too, Ma. Yeah, it, it was. was. Long. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was. So I stopped to check it out. And um, I ain't going to lie to y'all, bro. Like, I'm going to be real. Because this don't happen often. But Didi went and grabbed the phone and put the put it up on her Facebook thing. It was like, wow. And mm. she said something to me about it. Like, yo, you made it to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm <laughs> wow. saying? And I guess for you, Ma, how you saw, but you gotta remember her, remember me being homeless, yeah. mm. you know, in this whole journey. And she just was like, wow, you made it to the Super Bowl. She was teasing me. My mom does this thing where my mom, me and my mom would be together. My mom would grab my arm and be like, son, can you believe? You know what I'm saying? My mom would say that. Yeah. Then he grabbed my arm and was like, Eric, can you believe? And I just was like, wow, bro. I was like, it's, it's, it's surreal just because of course, you know, it's by osmosis, if that's what you want to call it. But when we were at Michigan State, you know, there was some very intentional and deliberate conversations we were having before anything looked like any of this. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think yeah. what's more amazing is, like, we there, bro. Like, we yeah. literally made, we, we, the stuff we said we were going to do, and I want to say this to everybody because I want you to know it never gets old, but we actually did what we said we were going to do. Now we're doing stuff that we didn't even know we were going to do. Hmm. And it's like, wow. Like, we're still going. It's just amazing, man. Let me take you know. back I, one I more. Like Thanksgiving, y'all. I got so many texts. It, I mean, instantly, after the commercial, I got at least 50 texts. Wow. Hey, I'm going to take you back one more. The one thing that you threw away. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That's the one thing that you threw away. Your jersey. Hey. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, not only that, uh, I just want to let E know that as much as uh, he gets mad at me for being a pilot, uh, and and we argue. I think the last time we argued was I was forcing him to do voiceovers, and uh, now no, we got a super, real argument. and now we got a Super Bowl no. commercial. So no, that you know was a real <laughs> argument, Jamal. That wasn't no that wasn't no sibling rivalry. Right? Hey, that, was, that was like you out hey. you out of line, Negro. Hey. <laughs> out of line. Don't hey. you talk to me like that? Yeah. Super, and my let, wife was there, Maul. Oh, uh, she you was talk like that in front of she my was. wife. But my wife was telling C to keep talking like that. Listen, man. Shout out to to the Super Bowl commercial. Everybody that watched it. All right, we got to we got to get this guest in. We got to get this guest. Go and bring her in, Carl. Bring her in. Bring her. In, bring her in. Come on, man. Let me let me introduce her. Uh, this, they have no clue what's going on. I didn't tell them. Let's see. Okay. Uh oh. There she is. Okay. Yeah. Let's get her connected. Andra, can you hear us? Hey guys, how are you all? Bless. We're great. How are you? Good. 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 All right. Let me set the scene real quick. <laughs> Jamal and I have been arguing uh, oh, yellow cake versus oh, chocolate God. cake. I'm done. You know, oh, and only uh, on Monday 
we could have done this. I'm about to call him Harold's chicken. Go ahead. I'm gonna call Harold's. Listen, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Listen. If you've been listening to this podcast over the last year, you know that we've had this ongoing debate about yellow cake and chocolate cake, all right? So people just, like, and Maul just keeps instigating. I tried to let it go, Andre. I really did. And then, like, Maul sends me a video of somebody eating a donut that got chocolate frosting and yellow inside. Like, tell CJ, what is this? So we've just had this long going, uh, you know, debate feud, if you will. Now, I will say this as I introduce our guest. Uh, I moved to Atlanta maybe 10 years ago the first time, right? And we lived over in the Vinings, and we just happened to stumble upon uh, a place called Cami Cakes. And my wife, being a huge cupcake fan, was like, yo, let's go. We went in there. I promise y'all, the most phenomenal cupcakes you have ever had in your life. Listen, y'all know me. I'm not even big on sweets, but that red velvet cupcake, I don't know what you're doing to it, and maybe... And maybe she could show, show, like, give us a preview at some point. Oh, look at it. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, that look like Listen, butter. No, I'm telling y'all, it is the best cake cupcake you have ever had in your life. It, it is phenomenal. So, um, anyway, I figured, you know, since we were having this, you know, long-standing debate, that I would bring in the number one cake person in the United States. Now... I will say this as I get ready to introduce her. She's an amazing entrepreneur. First of all, I didn't even know it was black-owned when I went in there. And I want to give a, a, a round of applause for black excellence because let me tell you something. Andra actually was the first place I ever went to that had the uh, iPad joint. You know how everybody got the trendy iPad mm-hmm. stuff? Her stuff just on another level aesthetically, everything she does. So um, I wanted to give her, her a big shout-out, but then also to bring her on now. As I introduce her and let her just tell a little bit about herself, I want to let Jamal know, and Andre can confirm this, I have done nothing to sway the jury. I have done nothing yeah. to sway the jury. Yeah. And she, yeah. That's an honest woman. Don't call her a liar, Ma. I'm calling you a liar. <laughs> no. I don't no. even know her. I'm calling you a liar. <laughs> I, and you're he not an honest Don't call her a liar. Hey. I love you, Carl. I love you. How you quarterback this way? Without further, <laughs> Carl, mute Ma. Without further ado... Ladies, uh-huh. y'all, hey, y'all give a big hand to Andra Hall. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Um, I am so honored to be here. Glad to have um, you on. Um, yeah, started uh, Candy Cakes back in Jacksonville, Florida in 2009, came to Atlanta. I'm sorry, 2006, came to Atlanta in 2009. So, yeah, we're still here and we're still doing yeah. pandemic and all. So. I love yeah, it. You. I Thanks love it. That. All right. So, all right. So here's how this is going to work. I'm going to take a few minutes. Uh, to to plead my case, and then I'm going to let my counterpart, Mr. King, plead his case, and then we will let you settle this once and for all. Well, I swear. Why don't you let her speak and then just hear what she has to say? Oh, no. We, I, I wanted to give well, her the background. She doesn't know your... what the foolishness that we got going on. She don't know well, nothing about it. Just ask the questions and no, let her answer gonna, without being swayed. We're just going to say our opinions. <laughs> Isha, oh, we flip we a already, coin in you, Super Bowl hey, nature and see who goes first. If you're scared, go to church, dog. You, you already you went to church if yesterday. You scared, go to church. You went to church Bruh, yesterday. Go back to online church. <laughs> I'm, fine. I'm All sitting right. here just saying. Let her just let her just tell I'll us. Ask. Oh, she, I'll we, just she ask. gotta know. She gotta know the opinion. Or she gotta see how we phrased it. She gotta come in on the because because there may be it may not be a straightforward answer. But so but but you're to, gonna sway her. So I, let her just so say what I'm she's gonna saying. ask you a question. <laughs> and you bump that. I'm gonna ask you and you tell okay. us the answer to it. No, no, no. It's it it could be more complex than that. So again. And hey, and this, and I'm the host of this show. 
So y'all be quiet. <laughs> See, that's the problem, Carl. He's going to tell you which day to be on, what time. He All hosts right. the conversation. Wait to talk. <laughs> My point, Andre. I, I apologize for them, Andre. They they, oh, they don't know how to act. We never had a guest before. So, um, so this whole thing, I just want to give her a backdrop. You know what I'm saying? We got listeners. Ma, you can't just jump into stuff. I'll teach you how to do it later. Um, when, so, Andre, this started because we were somewhere and somebody said, hey, if somebody says, bring me a piece of chocolate cake, right. what does that mean to you? And I said, well, if I told somebody to bring me chocolate cake, right. it's got to come to me. And right. the base of the cake, the actual cake mix has to be chocolate in order to call it a chocolate cake. Yes. But my point would be that no matter what you put on top of it as a frosting, it doesn't necessarily make it that type of cake. It makes it whatever the cake is plus the frosting. So I was actually surprised to know that there was another group of people out there. And Jamal does have a lot of supporters. Maul has a ton of supporters on Team Maul that okay. say that I guess any type of cake that you just slap chocolate frosting on is actually chocolate cake. No, no, no. Hey, I'm giving my side. I'm giving my side. Oh, bro. I'm about to give you the floor. Be a police officer. I'm about to give you the floor. And be a detective. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking in my head. So anything you put on on top of it just makes it chocolate. So if I got vanilla ice cream and I put some chocolate syrup on it, does that make it chocolate ice cream? I didn't know his logic, so I didn't understand. But he said where he's from, if you have a yellow cake. And you put chocolate frosting on it, that's considered chocolate cake too. So that's my only point was that in order to be a chocolate cake, it has to have a chocolate base and then whatever else is cool. You, I guess you can do strawberry, whatever on the frosting. But again, Ma, you can plead your case. Go for it. First off, thank you so much for even indulging in this. No questions asked. From one entrepreneur to another. <laughs> I know you so busy and you ain't really got time for these kid games like CJ doing, but I appreciate you. Now, who trying to sway the jury now? I'm all trying to flex his muscles. I'm all got a tighter t-shirt. It's not hard to do. Excuse me. That piece of cake that's right next to you, I think it's to your right. What is that? That is caramel cake. It's caramel, but it's yellow uh, inside. I got it. it. But, it's, but it's yellow inside. It has, it has caramel. caramel on the outside, but why is that called caramel cake? Why is that called yellow cake? I put it here for a reason. Mm, okay. <laughs> Come on. So is that all you is that you want to do anymore? No, no, I, just, okay. I want to hear what she all has right. to say. All all right. Right. Andrew, okay. But this Come is on. what kind of cake? That's a chocolate cake. That's a German chocolate, I think. And it has what kind of frosting? Caramel frosting. I can't see it. What, what, what does that say, though? You can't see it. Yeah, read it to us. These two cakes have the same type of frosting, but without any description at all, you have, you immediately identify this as a chocolate cake. Correct. This is a no description at all. You would identify this as a what? Well, caramel cake because you yellow cake. I saw the car no caramel cake. You would say caramel. the same frosting on them. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Okay, I I would have said caramel cake only because I know it to be a caramel cake. I don't yeah. really hear the word yellow cake often used. Right, and so that's a caramel cake, right. but it, it well, is a I caramel. Mean, that's just by name, but by this. Oh, oh, she went out. She oh. went out. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, man. CJ, oh, CJ did that. No, no, no. Oh, Andrew, come CJ back. Cut her off. No, 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 no. <laughs> 
This is the yellow cake with caramel frosting. Name. <laughs> right? Okay, uh, Andre, start over. You, we lost you for a quick second. We got you back. We got you back. Come on, we got you back. Oh, okay, I went out. Okay, so, we got you. If you didn't know the names, I'm bringing these two cakes. To, let's see, uh, we're at a restaurant. I'm bringing these yep. two cakes to your table. You don't know the names of them or anything. Mm-hmm. I say, here's our chocolate option, which is yep. a chocolate cake with caramel frosting. Here's another option. It's a yellow cake with caramel frosting. So you don't know the names. I understand mm-hmm. your logic, but by description, one is chocolate, one is yellow. They now, can I ask you a question? And I don't have nothing to do. I'm not in this, <laughs> but I do want to ask you a question. Yes. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody describe a yellow cake as a yellow cake. <laughs> never. Yes. You've heard it as what? With the, the uh, whatever the frosting whatever is. The frosting. I've never just heard nobody say, hey, so Carmel, come okay. store and get me a yellow cake. I've right. never heard that before. Now, I have heard chocolate, though. I have heard chocolate. Double chocolate. Eat double that, chocolate. I'm saying right. I've never heard of a yellow cake. So I know yellow cake to be based on what the frosting is. That's what? usually how they identify whatever a yellow cake is. So what makes a cake yellow are eggs. The egg yolks. So if I didn't mm. have egg yolks in this cake, it would be white. Hmm. Okay. But, mm. so but, would it be a white cake or would it still be named still, by what the frosting? Well, no, the yolk makes it yellow. We would describe it as a white cake because it wouldn't have the egg yolks in it, which which is why this cake is yellow because it has. Good. If it mm. doesn't have flavor, does the yellow itself has flavor? So the caramel cake. So if you take the icing off, if you take the icing off of that yellow, yellow cake, cake, what would you, they what call does that it taste cake? like? Well, it tastes like vanilla. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's I just called never a caramel. But it's called before. a caramel cake. So the so it, so Ma, don't get it too don't hard. Don't argue with the guest. Don't, don't argue with no, the guest. No, 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 no. She's I'm the just, expert. Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll get to CJ. I, I just don't want CJ. I'm just. These are really for CJ. I'm just trying to get the logic from yeah, it. No, 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 I just want to say. Hold on. Let me say this. If you take the icing off of the cakes itself, the cake itself really doesn't have a taste. Carl, Carl. I mean, it doesn't taste like it doesn't taste like the vanilla. I mean, it doesn't taste like the caramel. The caramel makes the caramel icing makes it absolutely, taste like caramel. Absolutely, right. I've never had a yellow cake. I put I put caramel on this cake too. I know caramel, caramel. I mm. put it on this cake too, but the leading flavor is chocolate. The base of the cake itself is chocolate because it's enhanced. It's enhanced with cocoa and melted chocolate. I think you need to send me some. Let me try it. Itself without the caramel frosting tastes mm-hmm. like vanilla because we have vanilla extract in this. So cake. then, is that a vanilla mm. cake? Yes, it can be described but as a call, cake. But you call okay, it a But if I put chocolate on it, can I describe it as a chocolate cake? For, for cake connoisseurs, the reason why I call it a yellow cake is a white cake can taste like vanilla too because it can have vanilla extract in it. Mm. But really no cake. A cake is yellow because it has egg yolks in it. But you call it the name of the icing because that's a caramel on that one. call it the name, not in this case, because that's how most people identify this cake. We there we go. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. So I, what if you had chocolate on, on it? Would they identify the chocolate cake? It was identifiable. So, I mean, okay, you don't know anything at all, and you just look at Oh, no cake. questions asked. Mm-hmm. Oh, no questions asked. E, ask that question again, E, about the yeah, chocolate but you said. Because that one has caramel on it, and it's identified as a caramel cake. If I put chocolate on it, would they identify that as a chocolate cake? Uh, good question. So, and, and we do that two ways here at Bakery. So this cupcake is a same yellow cake, but it has chocolate frosting. We don't identify this as a chocolate cake, mm. but chocolate in the name. 
topped with chocolate. But the cake itself, and this cake is without, ah, I tried to put the names here, but without even. That's double chocolate. Explaining to you what it is. <laughs> you know That's it. double chocolate. That's double I chocolate. <laughs> Listen, I, I told all the ladies here in the bakery. Yeah. Ask them what makes a chocolate cake to them. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We're gonna take your word for she it. She already did. Don't she do said that. she already did. You're gonna take your word for it. She already did. I pulled all the guys at Harold's chicken and <laughs> and they told me what <laughs> what you got there, Andre. What's that? Listen, you don't know what's inside of this cake, but just yeah. by looking at it, what is it? It's chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. Chocolate. I don't care what's in it, but it's chocolate. I'm saying just by the, the, mouth don't the taste icing. Chocolate. The icing is what I. That's what he's saying. That he's okay. looking at the icing and making a de, making a determination by the icing because he doesn't know what's inside. It's gonna taste like chocolate when the yeah. chocolate hit my tongue. It's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> when the caramel hits my tongue, I taste hey, caramel. Oh, hey, I want to send you my address though. I want to taste that velvet though. <laughs> I'm waiting on it. No. I want to taste that velvet. Listen, according to Webster, a chocolate mm. cake is any cake that is um, flavored with melted chocolate, cocoa, or both. According mm. to Urban Dictionary. That's it. That's mm. why. That's I'm where Mar got that from. CJ is never on the yeah, Urban that's the Dictionary. Urban. That's the problem. No, CJ no, not, not on not. the Urban <laughs> Dictionary. <laughs> yeah. It's made of chocolate. It's very yummy for most people, yeah. except the haters. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Hey, hey. Let me throw one wrench, see? Okay. Why do we call a red velvet a red velvet? What kind of icing is on that? So red, because it's red. Mm -hmm. It's red. So the history of a red velvet cake is, it used to be called red devil, but we, we went away from the name. I like that. And, but move. the cake itself, it, oh, can you see it? The cake yep. itself, um, has oh yeah, but you taste the actual cake in that one, Carl. That's cake. That taste is strong. But you I, had, I had a red velvet cake that almost tastes like chocolate. The cake. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's cocoa in this cake, and some yeah. people really go far with the cocoa. And so a lot of red velvet cakes look really dark because the cocoa um, is they, they use more than we do. But a red velvet cake, a red velvet cake itself is a buttermilk cake, but it, it it's enhanced with a little cocoa. Oh, beautiful. Man, well, well, listen, Andre, you have been incredible for putting up with our foolishness. We are, we are ridiculous. Um, but listen, I want you to please, man, promote promote the uh, business. Let them know where they can find you. Let them know where they can find you online. Let them know when you're in Atlanta, you better come by. Please let them know where they can follow you on IG, everything. Yeah, so on IG, that's mainly how you can find us. And it's Cami Cakes Cupcakes. So easy. C-A-M-I. C-A-M-I-C-A-K-E-S, Cupcakes. Andre, you are the best. I will see you soon. Uh, like I said, I've been, I, I frequent all the locations. I just uh, had, hey, had man, one. Congratulations to yeah, you as well. Not long ago. We do it for birthdays, everything. So we, if you are in Atlanta, around Atlanta, ever visit do Atlanta, go to Cami Cakes. Do we ship out? What was the conclusion here? What do you guys? Uh, there is no conclusion. <laughs> but I, I want to know, do you ship out? <laughs> we don't. We don't okay. ship anymore. We should okay. ship nationwide. And so maybe when the pandemic is over, we'll pick back up right now. It's I'll bump the pandemic. I give you permission to send it in my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I can do that. Not a problem. No, no. The, I do it. The conclusion, though, is real. And this has happened sometimes when we're dealing with CJ. Yeah. He is he, right now. CJ is not 
He is not concerned about the urban side of this thing at all. <laughs> He's not concerned about the urban side in this case. This like the margarine sitting outside, sitting out on the counter right here. He's very biased right now. Andre, there's a history of um uh, of them being very uh, racist. I'm half white, and so they they often. They often tease me about the half white side, and because uh, I like oh, to be on. Oh, we don't the tease them at all. There are some things that are very. There are some things that are very. <laughs> and that's why, and that's the point. You said it. CJ is just because on the outside he got a little brown chocolate on him, but on the inside he got the vanilla. So he's trying to justify. Hey. split. Thank you, Andra. Uh, like, we hey, love you. Like hey, this is chocolate. Hey, this thank you so much, Andra. Take care. Frosted. I'll see you at Cammy Cakes. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, uh, that was you. a good one, Ma. He got frosting. He got a frosting. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh my God. Shout out to Andra, man. Seriously, if you buy Cammy Cakes, um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do that, man, is because I want to start uh highlighting entrepreneurs and things of that nature. And so not only did I think it would be funny and cool for us to do that, but I also want you guys, if you're in the Atlanta area or around, seriously, amazing. I don't just say that. Like, I sought her out. She didn't call me. Like, I literally got a hold of her and was like, hey, I would love to bring some attention and light to your business. You know, the pandemic, you know, hit people different, and I'm sure they still rocking and rolling, but um, definitely, you know, want to want to make sure that we're uh, highlighting our, our entrepreneurs out here getting to it, man. So shout out to Cami Cakes. If you're in or around that area, Go check it out, Cami Cakes. And then just go on IG and check out how fire everything looks. Like, I promise you, it's excellence for real. Um, so, hey, with that being said, we have our other guests in the building. We can get to, to a more serious topic. Is he there? Yes, sir. Okay, let's bring him in. Y'all know this next guy. Man, there he is. Mm. Where the money reside, where, where the, the money, money reside. reside. Where the money reside, where the, where the money, money reside. <laughs> hey, uh, this this next guy needs no introduction. If you've been listening to our podcast over the past few years, you know that he's been on here several times, man. He's a family member of the podcast. And I just, in light of everything that's kind of going on, um, I know I was following the, the stock market and you know, the Robin Hood stuff. And I don't necessarily want to talk about all of, the, all of that, Rob, because I know, you know, you may be um, tired of talking about that. You can maybe give us a brief uh, history as to what's going on. But I wanted to bring you on, um, one, uh, again, to talk to us about investing, to talk to us about generational wealth. On this podcast, we talk about it a lot from the entrepreneur side, but also the financial side is obviously, you know, critical. Knowing how to manage our money, knowing how to invest, knowing how to spend all of those things, man. So welcome back, Rob. Uh, Rob Wilson, Thank you. the GOAT. Good to have you oh. back, brother. How you feeling? Oh, man, I feel I feel great. And it's really, really good to be here with you guys. So, um, man, there's been let, let, let's cover it really quick. Uh, maybe you can give us the, the elevator version of what happened with the stocks. Uh, we know the mm -hmm. Robin Hood thing happened. I was following it pretty close, but I'm an amateur with all of this. So. Uh, why don't you tell us in a nutshell what happened, how we got there, and is this a trend or is this something that you know was it? A, a one time <laughs> off? Yeah. So, so here's here's what happened. There's there's two ways that you can sort of I hate to call it betting, but let's just say bet on a stock, right? So you can buy a stock if you if you like it and you think it's going up. You you like Apple, you like Nike, you think it's going up. You buy the stock. That's called going long. But you can also bet against the stock if you don't think the company's doing very well, you think it might go bankrupt, uh, you can bet against the stock, and that's called going short. But the problem with going short is that you have to use shares that you don't actually own. So what, technically what happens when you short a stock, 
you borrow the shares from someone else and then you immediately sell them in the market because you think that you can buy them back cheaper later on down the line. Now, mm. so if you if you buy, if you borrow the shares, you sell them at 100, it goes down to 50, you buy them back, you give them back to the original investor, you win. But if you borrowed the shares and you and you sold them at 100 and then it starts to go to 120 and then 130 and 150 and then 200, mm-hmm. now you have to rush in there to buy the stock back in order to stop your losses. And and if there are a bunch of investors who have been betting against the stock like that, that's when you get what's called a short squeeze because everybody's rushing to go buy the stock back. And that's exactly what you saw happen with GameStop. And people like to think and say that the Reddit traders are unsophisticated because they're at home and they're retail traders. This is actually a very sophisticated thing that they that they recognize. But look, we can all see the short interest on the stock. And GameStop had 150% of its shares outstanding held short. If you would have just looked that up, which fortunately I did for a number of my clients, yeah. um, you would have seen that that was a situation that was just uh, unsustainable. Okay. Yeah. And then we, we saw you had a couple of your clients made some real bread over there. And I was mad. Uh, I, did, I wasn't one I? of them. <laughs> I was mad I wasn't one of them. I, you sent me a screenshot. Somebody came all the way up. Well, but you but you know what the the message there, there's a lot of messages behind this thing. Um, one is is that look, I you know I can't necessarily predict that I'm going to go do that at will tomorrow, and you know I would never tell anybody or or suggest that. But the point is is that you have to be in the game if you're going to yeah. be able to to take advantage of these opportunities. Yeah. What you want to yeah. do is get in there. You want to go hit singles and doubles. You know what I mean. You want to yeah. slap the ball around, get on base, yeah. and then every now and then see. They gonna leave a fat one yeah. right over that middle Mickey. of that plate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then we go, and then we're gonna take that out the park. So, yeah. but you have to be in the game in order to, yeah. to yeah. have a chance. So, to so, so, so tell us about this Robinhood app because they actually once uh, Wall Street start losing and the little guys was getting up on the big guy, they actually shut it down. Um, what was that shady of them? Were they were they were they playing foul? And I, I, I want everybody out here to just know. This is why we talk about working so hard and going and getting your own, because I promise you, they do not want you to get to it. They do that. That this is a clear example. So tell us what happened was with the, the whole. Was Robin it the refs Hood. from the game last night, Rob? It seemed like it. Refs. It absolutely seemed like it. So so here's the deal: when you get on an app and you buy a stock, it pops up in your account. Seems like it happens seamlessly, but it actually behind the scenes takes the trade a couple of days to settle. So mm-hmm. your broker, whether it's Fidelity, Schwab, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, Webull, Robinhood, whatever it is, they actually have to make sure that they have enough money to cover the trade. Because if you sold the stock to somebody, you want to make sure that you actually get your money. So what happened was, is when GameStop, when the price went from $30 to $350 so quickly, um, they wanted to make sure that they weren't going to get stuck holding the bag if the stock dropped mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. So think about it. Let's say on Monday you buy you buy GameStop at 300 and then Tuesday it goes down to 50. Do you really want to make you you know, do you really want to pay for the trade if you have a choice uh to or not to? Right. Would you pull your money out before the trade actually settled? So they said, "Listen, this stuff is moving around too quickly. We have to to cut our losses because we do have 
requirements that the SEC makes us follow. So that's why they had to, to throttle the trading in those stocks. Though, I will say, I would not be surprised if there weren't some of those people at those big hedge funds who have invested in Robinhood who said, yeah. listen, um, you need to do something about this quickly. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy that uh, the, the irony of being named Robin Hood, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Bro, the that's irony. Um, so, all right, cool. I'm going to ask another question. I'm going to let the guys get to it. And I want to just kind of throw out for general financial uh, conversation. Um, but for those of us who invest in the market, um, more the old-fashioned way, I say, right? Like uh, myself. So my wife and I have our account, as you know, and, you know, we kind of let somebody handle it and we don't look at it and didn't plan on looking at it like that until we're 65 years old, right? Like this, when we when we looked at the stock market, um, in, in terms of getting our portfolio together years and years and years ago, we just said, all right, cool. The stock market goes up every year on average, whatever it's going to be in 30 years. I don't care what it is going to be higher than what it is today. And our money's going to grow faster. And we kind of set it aside and really don't look at it. But now because of technology and all of these other things, I got friends who are like, they on the phones and they trading stocks and doing all of this. Yeah. Now, let me say this. I'm not a smart man. So I'm scared to death to go on there and be fooling around <laughs> with five, 10 grand and just blow it. Cause first of all, I don't even, I'm not even that tech savvy, but should we be like doing our own kind of daily whatever, or, and I guess maybe this is a trick question. Should we just give it to Rob and just say, all Hi. right, I'm going, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Me up, should we keep Should's a little bit of money for ourselves and start doing it? Or is it smart to just be like, Hey, I'm going to get it. Like I, I don't fix my own sink. You know what I'm saying? My man in there right now working on my kitchen. I'm not going in there to like try to learn how to do kitchens. I'm trying to stick to what I'm good at. But now, man, you see so many people and my brother's talking about it. He's like, yo, I just made $500 doing this, doing that every day. And I'm like, wow, should, should we be getting into this? Are there any dangers, pitfalls, ups, downs? Yeah, so I, I don't think that you should be day trading. I, I am a little bit worried about people who think that this is a, a casino and it's a game mm. and that stocks, you know, never go down. So I'm a little bit worried about that, but I do think that there is a middle ground where it shouldn't just be, you know, don't ever look at your statements. Um, so I think you do want to be engaged. You want to know what's going on in the market and you want to be able to take advantage of opportunities as they present themselves. So you, you don't want to treat it like it's funny money, but at the same time um, there is wealth to be made in the market. And so look, I, you know, I say this all the time too. You can't become the best basketball player who ever lived if you're playing baseball, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So Mike said, "Listen, th this isn't what I was what I was born to do. I need to make sure that I'm playing the right game." Absolutely. One of the ways that wealth is built in this country uh, is by investing and and building building up your capital. Our economic system is called capitalism. It's not called employeeism, mm -hmm. and so that's why it's so difficult. To, to build wealth as an employee. Now, there are highly compensated employees. Tom Brady is a highly compensated employee. Yeah, no questions asked. It can be done. But for the most part, the people who are building wealth have equity. They have property or they've invested in other companies and they let their money make money for them. So I, I don't think that you should be in there like it's like it's the movie Wall Street and you're trading pork bellies and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. But I think you should be engaged. You should know what's going on around you. And you should perhaps uh, consider... <clears throat> 
maybe hiring a professional to do absolutely for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I Anybody you would recommend, you Rob? Try to motivate me. <laughs> no, there's a guy that I see on CNN and NBC and Fox, mm. you know, <laughs> handsome, smart, you know, every yeah. now and then. Yeah. It might be, might be a Look good a little bit like call. Dame Dash. Look, yeah. Yeah. Look, look, a little look, bit look, like look, Dame. You know what? But we look, call him look, Rob look. Wilson. If I do this, what if I do this? What if I do that? We call if you make this the screenshot, they're definitely gonna think that Dame Dash is on the show. If, if we oh, do that, but man, I, no, we got Dame on the show. Uh, we rather have, hey, I'd rather have Rob on the show right now. I take Rob. Rob, <laughs> let me ask you this though, Rob. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. It's a lot, bro. It's overwhelming. Where do I start? So you start by investing in things that you know. That was okay? a hypothetical, by the way. He got more money than Jesus these days. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right, right. No, right. Right. He's, he's, he's just trying to bring it down to the common folk. I know. Yeah. He's uh, talking about I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Look at this. I'm terrified all around me. <laughs> but look, so you start by investing in what you know. Don't just turn on the TV, okay, and start investing in Bitcoin and all these things if you can't explain what Bitcoin is. Don't just go chase something if you don't if, if you don't understand what's going on. Look through your bank statement, go through the top 20 places that you spend money. Of that, I guarantee you 10 of them will be a, a publicly traded company. So Chipotle, you eat, a, you eat a, Chipotle, <laughs> McDonald's, you buy your clothes at the Gap, you go to movies at yeah. AMC. There's going to be at least 10 publicly traded companies. Yeah. Use that as your shortlist to start investing. Just because now, let me be clear, just because you know it doesn't mean it's going to be a good investment. But that's your place to start doing some research and then decide where you want to put your money. But but let me also say this. People are afraid to put their money to work because they don't understand. Um, they, they haven't been educated. I didn't grow up talking about this stuff at the dinner table either, but you had to start somewhere. You know, people don't invest in property, Jamal, because they never did it. Their parents didn't do it. And so they don't understand how it works. So part of it is just getting educated. Mm -hmm. And part of it is you learn by doing. It used yeah. to be that you had to have, look, if Amazon's trading at $3,000 a share, you had to have $3,000 to go buy one share of Amazon. Now that they've created fractional trading, you could say, I want to I want to take this $5 extra that I have in my pocket, and I want to go put that in Amazon. That has really leveled the playing field, and there's really no excuse for not starting to learn about how to put your money to work. Yeah, that's something. Look, yeah, real right. quick. See, oh, go on. for it. No, I no, go for it. One other thing. So, yep. all, like, help me, right, by saying E, it's not an issue of if you should get involved in the real estate game. You're already in it, right? And now for real, I'm going to say that every time I'm trying to help somebody because mm. it eliminated the fear for me. It's like you already in the game. You know what I'm saying? You just on the side where the refs is calling pass interference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you in the game, though. You know, so, so with that statement, can you, can you say that that's somewhat true in investment or you nowhere near? Like if you ain't in stocks and, you know, Wall Street and whatever, you ain't nowhere in the game. No, E, E. I, 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 when, when, when uh, Jamal said that, man, it, it really hit home because you know what? When you're talking about investing, Yes, you are 100% absolutely already in the game. Hmm. If you have a checking account, you are invested. The hmm. problem is, is that you're making 0% on your investments hmm. or you're making 0.001% per year on your investment. So you're invested already. 
but but you're just you have very low yielding investments. What you need to do is figure out how to earn more on your investments. And so why do we like why this. do we do that, Rob? Why would I do that? Like I'm just saying, if you if I know I'm only getting zero, why do I do it? I know my mama did it, but exactly. I'm saying like I'm, somebody maybe that's why you do it. The answer. That's why you do it, because your mama did it. Oh, okay, I'm just saying, somebody made it seem like yeah. it's super secure. So, and the other one is like taking a huge right, risk. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about education. See, you can sleep relatively good at night. You go to sleep, you had $1,000 in your checking account. You know when you wake up in the morning, there's going to be $1,000 in your checking account. And you feel like if you if you put your money into this black hole that you don't understand... It might disappear mm. tomorrow. Not, not mm -hmm. understanding, again, there are ways for you to um, manage your risk. And without getting too far in the weeds, I think this, this is something important for people to learn because they feel like it's like going to the roulette table if you put money in the stock market. Right. But you can go buy a stock and you can immediately that moment say, let's, let me just give you an example. Let's say we bought Apple at $100, okay? You can immediately say, if that stock goes down to $80, I'm going to set an order to sell it immediately if it goes down to that price level. No matter where you are in the world, whether you're in a meeting, whether you're on a basketball court, whatever, if that, that stock hits that price, you're gonna sell. So what that, what that means is now you have discipline. Now you, you have a plan, you have an exit strategy. You're not just putting money in there, hoping and praying that it's gonna go up. Because look, you can, you can take a 20% you know, drop, that's fine, stocks go up and they go down. You just can't let it go down 40, 50, 60%. So when you have a strategy like that, then you know what your downside is. And let me say how you can do it on the other side. We bought Apple at 100, let's say it goes up to 150. Then we can also change that order from $80 and say, we're gonna sell it if it goes down to 130. So now mm -hmm. worst case scenario, you've locked in your 30% gain. This is when you turn from a gambler into an actual investor when you have discipline and a plan and a strategy and it's not just you know a hope and pray type of attitude yeah no that's good i, I quickly you mentioned um the cryptocurrency and i think that's all of us are old too. you know and and that's no excuse right we need to be educated one um can you give us old heads who don't know um just a quick maybe break down on how Bitcoin and these other cryptos work um, just to, you know, crypto for dummies, if you will. And then also your uh, feelings and thoughts behind whether uh, us old heads are already behind the game and should be getting in there doing <laughs> something about it. Well, I, I do feel like the, the cryptos are a very highly speculative investment, right? Because there's, there's really nothing underlying the value of Bitcoin. I look, I've been in the financial industry for, industry for 15 years. I can't tell you, I can't come up with some sort of calculation to tell you why Bitcoin is trading where it is right now. Now, some people who really believe in cryptocurrencies would say, well, what's the value underlying the dollar? Um, that, you know, that we're not on the gold standard anymore. So, so why is the dollar trading where it is? And, and there's some truth to that, but you also have the full faith and credit of United States and United States military backing up the dollar, which, which right. gives it some value, which you don't have with Bitcoin. So I, the first thing I got to say is that they're all very highly speculative. Um, the, the way it works is that it's a distributed currency. So there's no, Federal Reserve that's that's controlling it. And that's why people like it, because you saw what happened with Robinhood. People wanted to go in there, get in the game, buy, buy a stock, and they were able to control that and shut it off. 
mm-hmm. theoretically with a cryptocurrency, since no one controls it, th- no one can do that to you. And so that's why people like it. Um, but without there being anything underlying the value, it's hard for me to recommend that to people. That being said, um, there's nothing wrong with having some small portion of your portfolio in something that's speculative. Look, Amazon.com at some point was a speculative mm. investment. Hmm. Netflix at some point was a speculative investment. So it's okay to speculate a little bit because, listen, with a lot of these companies, we don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't want to put money in there that you can't afford to lose. And if it starts going the other way materially, you want to have a plan to get out. So it's okay to speculate a little bit, which I think these are. Rob, can you just break it down even a little bit further? So I know and I know a little bit, but I guess one coin is about 30 some thousand dollars now. There's only so many coins, but it's basically just a bunch of people trust that this is worth something, right? Like, like I just want to make sure we like the audience because it was so confusing to me, and it still is. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to maybe get a little bit of it, but it's basically just a whole bunch of people agreeing that this, you know, imaginary coin is actually worth something. There's no actual coin. There's no physical. It's not like a dollar where you can hold it. It's literally just everybody agreeing that this is worth something, right? Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute digital currency. There are no physical coins. And you're 100% right. It is just a group that got together, or just people in the market have gotten together and said, we believe that this um, is a store of value, which again, to some degree, you could say about the dollar. Yeah, sure. Degree, you could say that about the stock market as well. The, it, the stock stocks trade in a market. There's no you know, specific calculation that says Apple did this. So it trades at this price. It's people in the market have decided that that's what they're willing to pay. And so to to that degree, Bitcoin isn't all that different than other investments. But at least with Apple, you know that there's a business there. There are products, there are sales, there's mm-hmm. revenue, there's employees. You don't have that with Bitcoin. And so it that's why it makes it so hard for me to recommend that as an investment uh-huh. for people. Sound like the hmm. podcast. It used to be guaranteed on Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> it's on Mondays now. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It's more. Who's controlling it, Ma? Hey, man. Who's controlling it? Uh, hey, and Rob, this is not a direct question to you, but I want to speak to the audience for a second, man. When I tell y'all, I so I went to the bank, mall because Maul introduced us to the concept of a trust. And I, like, I, I just want people to even see it. Maul, if I hold this up, you know what it is. Oh, bro, you know what it is. Down of yeah. it. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, again, a year ago, well, that's sorry. You two, do. Everybody two should years. hold their trust up. You should just do a trust I, I'm day. not playing. podcast. Rob, I want people to understand that the information that they're hearing ain't none to play with. Maul, I went to the bank now to, you know, connect my accounts and everything to the yep. trust. I walked out of there so pissed, y'all. And the reason I was pissed, I walked in and said, hey, I'm here to do this. And they were like, oh, cool. Here are the steps. One, two, three. Where do we get educated, Rob? Like, for real, for real. Like, it was common language walking into the bank. And I had to go to two different banks, Ma. I walked into Chase Bank. I walked into MSU Credit Union. They both knew exactly what I was saying. It wasn't foreign to them. I walk out of the bank and I see one of my cousins or somebody else. And it's just like, oh, what? A tr- what is that? Like, I want people to understand that the information that we give in here, this is not a joke. Like, I don't care where you are, what you got going on. You might not be ready to start. Rob just told you, you ain't got no excuse. But I'm just saying, wherever you are, this information is not a joke. Everybody else knows it. And we don't. And let me just be real. We the ones that's hurting. So I'm just really begging people, like, don't just listen to this for entertainment, man, y'all. Like, do this. 
like take this stuff seriously. Sorry, that was my vent, Rob. No, you're you're 100 right. I mean, you know, but for some degree, I think there, there's a reason that they don't teach this in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think the two most important things in people's lives, health and wealth, would be a part mm-hmm. of an educational curriculum, but but they're you not. Think. But what, what folks can and need to do immediately is go to Breathe University, go take the yeah. financial mastery course that we have yeah, in there where we break up. a lot of this stuff down. Yeah. Um, you can get my book, um, Secure the Bag, Create Secure the Life the You Desire by Managing Your Money Like You Mean It. I mean, I put that together to take everything that I've learned in 15 years working with very wealthy people mm-hmm. to say this is this is the blueprint. This is the plan that we need you know, to put in place if we're ever going to be able to to create generational wealth, right? We cannot do that if we don't take care of our own affairs and nobody else is going to do that for us. But guys, and one thing I really want to point out is that one of the lessons that I think we should take from this whole Robin Hood, Reddit, uh, GameStop situation is that number one, people should realize that they're not smarter than you. You had a bunch of retail traders at home who were trading with 50 and 100, maybe $1,000, who took down a major hedge fund. Mm. The guys that who were supposed to be the smartest guys in the room right, and right. with all the degrees and all the money, they, they are not smarter than you. They may have had an advantage. They may have had a head start in life. They may have had someone give them capital, which allowed them to take more risks, but they're, but they're not smarter than you, number one. And number two, the power of the collective if you don't get it now, I just I just don't know if you're ever going to get it. People, they always say, well, like my vote doesn't count. But look what happened in the presidential election and, and, and in the runoff in election Atlanta. in Georgia. In Georgia, Your vote yeah. counts. And what happened is you had a bunch of people. Listen, if I go buy 50 shares of GameStop, it doesn't make a difference. When 3 million people mm. decide that they're all going to do something in concert, mm. then you make a difference. Yeah. So So how do we apply that? Well, Let's let's take let's take real estate. Everybody gets worried and, and upset about gentrification. We all walked by all of those properties every single day and said, I would like to buy that, but I don't have the money. But not realizing that yeah. we had the money could have bought every single one all of those of properties that we wanted to if we had the wherewithal to join up together, trust each other, pool our assets and our resources mm-hmm. and our knowledge. And then we wouldn't be worrying about what other people are, are, are doing in our community. So I, I, I hope people get interested in the market and they want to make money and all of those sorts of things. But those are two really key lessons I hope people learn from what so, happened. So here, Rob, I'm sorry, Maul. Go for it, Maul. No, I was just going to say, like, what do you think about diversifying for people that's, you know, out here and probably, you know, they don't want to. Some people are so heavy just in Bitcoin or they're so heavy in the stock market. You know, when I first started out, which a lot of people don't know. I actually, I was so interested in the stock market that I actually got my Series 7 and Series 63 through Edward Jones, you know, just from my own knowledge, actually. I didn't ever really work that, well, probably like a year. But I would even still use my real estate, right? So you know how I talk about how I bought a building for every bill that I have. Once I was able to pay all my bills off from my properties, I started to use that income to start investing in the stock market and just start buying stocks. So here it is, I was building my real estate portfolio, but I was also, you know, purchasing mutual funds, stocks and seeing that grow. So, you know, as far as how, how should a person's portfolio look as far as diversification? 
Yeah, Jamal, you, you, you have to be diversified because take a look at what happened in the pandemic. So through no fault of their own, people's businesses were shut down. Yep. And so they, they overnight lost a, a big percentage of their income. But what was going on at the exact same time as that was happening? The stock market was hitting all yeah. new all-time highs yeah. almost every day. And so what happened is, yeah, we, we, we encourage people to, yes, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to have a side hustle, or you want to go start your own business. But that should not be the end-all, be-all, because you want something, you want some other asset that's going to be able to perform when maybe one of those assets aren't. What happened during the financial uh, crisis in 2007, 2008? People that were flipping homes and didn't really know what they were doing lost their shirt. But yeah. people who had rental properties and knew that people were always going to need a place to Look stay. Look at Maul trying to act like the star kept, student in class. Kept getting those, they kept getting those <laughs> checks. i tell you I'm over here like this. <laughs> 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 oh, teacher's pet. Exactly. That was exactly. Andy staying exactly. at the Holiday so, Inn Express last kept, night. <laughs> <laughs> they kept getting those checks. And so you want to, we, listen, there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. We don't know if there's going to be another pandemic or what the next economic shock is going to be. Right. But the point is, if you're diversified, you've got real estate, you've got a business, you've got stock market, You've got insurance, and maybe even you still have your your full time job. That means when one thing goes away, something else is going to to pick up the slack, and then you won't have these huge ups and downs in your personal finances. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I want to go back here because you know Carl alluded to it, man. But I think it's tough, Rob. Let's just be real, and I, I need you to speak to this. It's you know we almost. You know, it's almost like in our community, man, you just start all over again. Like, that's the that's the norm. That's the culture. It's like, yo, you just start from scratch, bro. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody. Matter of fact, you don't even, you might not even start from scratch. When you die, it's somebody else's responsibility to bury you. You know what I'm saying? Like, go fund me. You know what I'm saying? Um, not from and, the not from the burial ground. What's that? Go fund I'm me. Talking about, bro, man, go me. Fund I'm me. dead. Go fund me. Go fund me, bro. I'm talking about. Bro, I'm like, yo, yeah. did nobody have no bread? You know what I'm saying? Did nah, nobody bro. plan like a thousand dollars or two thousand? Nah. So, 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 so I know it's cultural. It's like, you know, it's like, yo, who, you know, we supposed to just start over from scratch. Like, nobody's supposed to give anybody. And you know what's so crazy, Rob? I just gotta, I gotta say this because my son and I did a fireside chat. This is our first time speaking together. Some uh, institution in Minnesota um, based on the George Floyd death. So they literally asked me and my son to like sit in a room and do like a chat or whatever. They they did a couple questions. You know what's what was so crazy, Rod, was my son said, it is the most challenging thing being a second generation, you know, um, uh, uh, wealth coming into the second generation. And he was saying some of his other friends from other communities, it's all good. He's like, but I almost have to be made ashamed of. Mm. Like, I'm getting dogged out. Like, oh, you was just giving this. Where he like, my boys who, you know, come from, you know, other communities come from money. It's like everybody like, oh, like, it's actually like, oh, you had to start from scratch? Yo, you, you, had to, you had to do your own thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's odd. Uh, and I was just, you know, my boy. <laughs> you had to uh, do your own thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, wow. So my boy, uh, Matt Ishby, was on our, he was on a call recently with us. Yeah, he turned his father's side hustle, which was mortgage, you know, cause he was like, my dad was a lawyer. So this was just something he was doing on the side. I grabbed it and like eight, 10, 18, I don't know how many years later it is, 18 years later, they number two worth 12 bill. 
You feel me? And he he was talking about it like, yeah. And then my son was like, yo, but but and for me, dad, it's kind of like, oh, your father, all oh, you get, he gave you, all oh, you. And my son said something deep. He was like, yo, everybody got a hand to play. He was like, you think it's something that I was giving it, but I got to learn how to manage it. So he was like, it ain't like he just give it to me and it just going to work on his own. So what do we do? You know, it's this fear, it's this ignorance. And, and, and really, to be honest, when you was talking, Rob, I was like, really, the real fear is ignorance. Believe it or not, like you thinking you don't know or you don't want to know something that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't know, it can't hurt me. It's like, ah, that ain't the truth. We've seen on millions of occasions. Rob, tell them like, and I'm not saying it's easy because it's not like you're a professional, you know, but can you just tell us one or two things that you have to do to get this duck? Because it ain't you from the community, bro. Like you from where you from? Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah, you from the, the community, bro. You from the community, bro. You ain't from Rochester Hill in Michigan. You mm -hmm. from the community, bro. What do I tell a person to get this dust off, get this craziness thinking out my brain and really get in the game? Because like Carl Point, I don't want people listening to be like, they podcast deep, but that's for E. That's for C. That's for Carl, for Ma. Ma was already in the game. What do you tell people, man, that's one, two, three, to get their butt in the game? Very first thing is that we, we got to stop this stigma around money and uh, e, honestly a lot of that is jealousy right it's ignorance but it's also jealousy mm. oh you you know you you had a you had a head start in life well there's there's nothing noble from from starting from we start from scratch if we have to start from scratch right but if you don't have to there's there's yeah, no nothing there's yeah. nothing noble in doing that if you don't yeah. have to so yeah. we got to take the stigma away so the problem is a lot of people hear this and it's drilled into their head money is the root of all evil that's not what the Bible says. Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And so, you know, what I tell people is, look, having money doesn't make you evil and not having money doesn't make you a saint. I know that's right. Say that again. <laughs> you're not, you're not just, you're not a saint because you're broke. You're broke. <laughs> you could still be a really nasty, evil person. Right. And not, and not have any money. It's what you do with those resources that actually matters. And so we, first of all, we have to get that, um, you know, that stigma away. And then the second thing is, is, is this goes back to the lesson about the whole Robin Hood GameStop Reddit is that we got to realize that the playing field has been leveled. The middleman is gone. Hmm. If you want to be a TV star, you don't have to be discovered. You go get a camera and you yeah. start a YouTube channel. There's a, there's a, you know, yeah. a, a nine-year-old kid making $40 million a year on YouTube. Yes. Yes. Mm. Ryan's toys go looking. My up. kids are watching him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you 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 want to you want to be a radio star? Guess what? You don't got to be. You don't have to get discovered. You Club go get house. a microphone. You go start a podcast. You yeah, want a clubhouse? Just get a blog. on the yeah. a clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. There, mm -hmm. there is no one stopping you now. It's cheap and it's efficient for you to go do the things that you want to do. As a matter of fact, I don't think that there's ever been a better time in the history of this planet for you. <laughs> to take full control of your financial well-being by going and start starting some sort of businesses that, that leverages the internet. There's never been a better time. Our parents didn't have this opportunity. Our grandparents didn't have this opportunity. And so you have to seize it while it is here. I don't yeah. know if it's always going to be that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Vine was cool for a while and then it wasn't. Do it so, for the Vine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then sort of TikTok came out, which is just like Vine, but yeah. blew up more than Vine did. I can't Ain't explain that. that. 
So the point is, I don't know what the next hot new thing is or if any of these things are going to remain hot. But what you do have to do That's is right. you got to get off the, your, the couch and you have to take advantage of the opportunities when they're presented to you. And nobody's going to give you permission. You just got to go take it. But look, once you get all of those resources, once you make sure that your, your life is taken care of and your family's life is taken care of, now you can go give to whomever you want. You want to go start a school, you could do that. You want to go pay people's tuition, you could do that as well. You got to put your mask on first, like they said, on the plane. Take care of yourself and your family, but then you can go help as many people as you want. Give yeah. them permission, though. You say you don't have it. Give, give somebody permission right now, Rob, because some people, some of us, our personalities, we need that. Can you give somebody permission now as an expert in the game? Give us permission, bro. Absolutely. You deserve it just as much as they do. Here, here, I'll give you an insight. You know, so one of the things that even became apparent to me in the in the pandemic, because what happened? Everybody had to work from home. So now the, the person that I'm competing with, the financial advisor that I'm competing with at Goldman Sachs is working from his home office just like I am. Mm -hmm. So now the marble floors don't matter. Mm. The 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 forty fifth floor mm. in the in Manhattan doesn't matter anymore because mm. we're we're both on level playing field. Now all that matters is do I have the knowledge and the skill to uh, do for mm. for my client what they say that they can do. Mm. So you deserve success. You deserve wealth. You deserve happiness just as much as the next person. But it, it is incumbent upon you to go make sure that you go out there and get it. Yeah, that's good. Um, Rob, we're in unprecedented times, obviously, with the pandemic and, you know, all the things that are going on. Um, you know, we, we've done some relief on this podcast and continue to do it, um, I think, even before the first stimulus check and things of that nature. But you do have individuals who are going to be, looks like, getting another stimulus now. Um so, and, and some of y'all, again, for those of y'all who need to use it because you lost your job or your business went under and stuff like that, and you got to use it for groceries and food and, and clothes and all that, I get it. I'm talking to those of y'all who your job ain't changed the lick and you about to come up on, you know, two grand. Now, these guys are way too rich, so they'll never get a stimulus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm still but, looking in the mail though, Rob. If they <laughs> make a mistake, I'm catching. Hey, and that's not true. <laughs> Me too. And that's not Me true. I'm catching hey. that joint. That's not true. We do get stimulus <laughs> checks. It's just the whole thing that we are signing the bottom of them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm, here he's it's, talking dirty okay, out here. Yeah, right, right. Saying. Mark trying to take it to a boss level. Always. Um, this is <laughs> a boss. But, <laughs> I gave my wife a stimulus check yesterday. Oh, Ooh. hey, well, hey, hey, <laughs> all right. Pause. Yeah, is, different is this, podcast. Is this that type of show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it tends to be. Quick plan. It tends to be. Get your claim hey, yo. and your benefits. Uh, Pause last even, comment brought to you by Organifi. I gave my wife a stimulus check. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Was she stimulated? Was she stimulated? <laughs> by the check. <laughs> this is taking a hey, Rob, you see who you see who's who on this podcast. I, no, I, I, see, I see. I get it. Hey, hey, you know, Rob, uh, I'm gonna take off my hat and I'm gonna be more like you because these jokers here, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna go ahead and rock the bike. It's more sophisticated. Solidarity, man. Solidarity. So I can't even say nothing with him. Okay. That one was actually pretty blatant. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, you set it up, Maul. Yeah, that was not a game. My wife a stimulus check late last night. <laughs> say late last night. Checked her stimulation. <laughs> Turns out uh, she good. <laughs> All right, let me get back. <laughs> let me get back to. I, I had to I leave my Rob. class for this, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> you got the podcast name. Uh, um, <laughs> so, absolutely, so, stimulus check. When you talk about okay, so I, I just want to talk more like percentages, right? Like, so let's say you get a you got a family, y'all end up getting like twenty four hundred, right? And uh, just I think is it six hundred per person or eight hundred per person, something like that. Either way, let's say you get twenty around twenty five hundred bucks, but you actually don't need the money because your job hasn't changed, but you just so happen to be falling in that qualification. Now, I'm saying that because again, we're in unprecedented times where you could just be coming up on 2,500 bucks and it may sound like not a ton of money or whatever, but from what you're telling us, that's a great footing where we can get started, especially with these fractional opportunities, things of that nature. What percentage should we take? Cause I'm hype. You guys got me hype. I'm about to take it out of the bank and I'm putting it into the market. I'm going to do something with my money. What percentage should I put in Chase bank or Wells Fargo or wherever I bank what percentage should I plan on spending? What percentage should I plan on putting in the market to go to work for me? So here, here's the way that I think people should ask that, that question. It's I'm going to frame it a little differently because it's not, I don't think, about percentages. I think yeah. it's about what you actually want mm-hmm. out of life. Like, what, what's your goal? So you have, a, you have an opportunity where somebody's going to drop money in your pocket where maybe right. you don't necessarily get lump sums like that. So you got to ask yourself, wh- what do you want? What mm-hmm. what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Um, if, do you do you feel like you should be paid more at work, and so you need to get a better job? Well, then that means that maybe you need to take that and invest in yourself, and you know improve your skills so that you can go get a higher salary. Um, maybe you do need to invest in your family and go hire a lawyer to put that trust together so that you make sure that your family's taken care of. Maybe you need to take some of that. And go buy an insurance policy so that right. you make sure that you don't pass away and then your family has no way to replace good, your Rob. income. That's good. So what I, what I think is the most important is you got to get intimate with what it is that you truly want out of, out of life. I, I see so many people just going through the motions. You know, I, ca- I call them like it's like the walking broke. Right. You, you know, they just they just sort of fallen following the plan. They don't exactly mm. know where they're going, mm. but they just sort of make movements on a day to day basis and sort of go with the flow. But when you have an opportunity like this, now you get to say, where do I want to direct this? What, what do I want to see happen? What do I want to create from this? How can I take twenty five hundred and turn it into ten thousand mm-hmm. um, in value one way or another? And so. I think if people really start to take a breath and say, what are, what are my goals? How much, how much money do I want to have for retirement? Am, am I on track? No. Well, then I do need to, to start investing more. But it's if people were more serious about writing their goals down and making sure that they actually understood what their goals were, then they would know what That's to good. do on a day-to-day basis. That's those good, those wow. percentages would become apparent. See mm. if they were really clear on what their goals were in life. Good, yeah, and and y'all heard it. Y'all y'all can go to Rob and and get this information and uh, pay the man invest to help him uh, help you. Um, one Let of the me other ask things. One more free one then, since I got him free on here. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, seriously. You know what you just said was deep, but 
for somebody who's making good money now, how much of your money would you say to stay, put in the bank? Is there a percentage you would say that you should keep in the bank or don't even worry about the bank at all? Go ahead and go straight to, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, Apple or whatever it is. No, you, you definitely want to have some cash that you can sleep you know, good at night knowing, knowing that it's there. So, you know, I would say, you know, on the, on the high end, if you had about six months of your expenses put away in cash, that's a good cushion that get, can allow you to take care of any emergencies. Your car breaks down, the roof leaks, the washing machine blows up. You know, you can handle those things without having to use credit on the lower end, probably three months, you know, in an emergency fund, you want to have that cash liquid, you know, it's not going anywhere. You don't have to be afraid of it. Um, once you have enough in an emergency fund, that's when, yeah, above and beyond that, the cash isn't doing anything for you there. So that's when you need to start thinking about. Um, hey, Rob, is it true? Another. I actually heard somebody said this. I can't remember where I heard it, but they say you actually losing money, keeping your money in the bank because the amount mm -hmm. that you make off of it is lower than what inflation is. Of course. Of course. Wow. You're, you're, yeah, because the bank. Think about that. You, you put a, you put 10 grand in the bank. You thinking you put it in the bank next year, you coming up, you actually losing money by having this. Not only well, are you shoot, not making no money, you're losing money. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest, though. And they See, talk, I, we could talk about this, Rob. Maybe we'll do a class with this. I'm going to be real. I wasn't even putting money in the bank to make money off of my money. Rob, I wasn't putting my money. I was putting my money in there because of security. You know what I'm saying? Just because I felt like, oh, it's going to be there tomorrow and I could keep my eye on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I could keep my eye on it and then I can walk up to the bank the bank right around the corner. Like, that's what I was taught. My grandfather, mm -hmm. who was probably the most successful financial dude I knew, like when my grandfather died, he cashed my mom and my aunts that were his children. He cashed them out. Had his funeral already laid out. You know what I'm saying? He had all this stuff. He gave them money. You feel me? And gave them property, right? But my grandfather was like my, I ain't gonna necessarily say my hero because I wasn't necessarily a money dude, but he was definitely my model. And he kept his in the little safe in the back. You know what I'm saying? My man had his money. He'd be like, yo, go, when we would come to visit, he'd tell all the little cousins, hey, y'all go in there. And I got some cash in that little. Uh, we go in the safe. Oh, he have it open for us. We open it up, all take our little money. And I see stashes of money up off in the little bitty. You know what I'm saying? I guess in those days, wasn't nobody really breaking in nobody's house like that, I guess. But he had all his bread. You know what I'm saying? It, a whole bunch of it in there. So for me, I always looked at the bank as just uh, if somebody busts in my crib, I don't want them to take my money. So it's at the bank. And I don't think you could just run up in the bank and just take it from the bank. You feel me? So to C's point, C went a whole nother level that I never even went to when I was coming up. I was just like, yo, the bank. And then I thought legally the banks, but I don't even know why I felt this way. But I felt like legally the bank's supposed to be like they got the right. You know, monopoly, mm. the bank hold your money. So I just thought, mm. you know, legally. So, yeah, we got to we got some un, uh, we got to get educated. I'm speaking for myself, for those of you who are listening, because I'm first generation uh, like C with a nice shack. I'm the first generation one bedroom shack. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, Maul, yeah we, I mean, right? Maul, and, and I got to give more credit because Ma actually, you know, taught that to me as well. Yeah. Um, and Ma was like, Ma took it a step further and said, then they take your money that you ain't making no money on, right. you losing on, right. and they loan it to me to fix up a property. Right. And yeah. the crazy part is when they take my money, right? When I give them my money, they don't want, they don't ask me for nothing. Just sign the back of the check. But now when I want to borrow money from them, they want to see two years, 
uh, tax returns, paycheck stubs. They want you to I gotta get, go. have somebody else sign. <laughs> sign. So he, for me, and that's what I always tell people, Rob, like, I, I found, I mean, I was just like, I was guilty. I used to always wake up in the morning and then I'll look at my bank account and then see the money in there. And you know, wow. when you reach a certain amount, and I ain't gonna say the amount, but when you reach a certain amount, you want to mm, see that money. I'm smiling. Day. You just want to keep looking. Every first thing in the morning, <laughs> I do is look at my phone to go see what my bank statement, make sure the money is secure. But what I found out, Rob, that money ain't really there. Like I'm looking at something fictitious. It's not really there. They're playing mind tricks on you. They are hmm. giving you a, a, a saying, just saying, hey, this is what you got in the bank. And in your mind, you think that that money is really sitting in a, in a vault that says Jamal King. But really, E, you've been hoodwinked. Ain't nobody been I've been run amok. Hey, you been run Let amok. Plymouth <laughs> Rock, I didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on me. Bro, the truth is, bro, that's why I was like, all right, when I found out my money wasn't really there, it ain't even there, on bro. top of that, you because only they only have to me. keep what Because they only have to keep, what, 30%? A certain amount. Yeah. Bro, on top of that. What is it, that, Rob, 30%? Yeah, yeah. They, they and, only and, have to keep listen, a certain. And they can lend about 10 times the money that, they, that people have actually uh, put in the bank. So it's if everybody crazy. asks for their money at one time, oh, we shot. Oh, bro, that's <laughs> good. Robin Hood. Good with Robin Hood. So that was when I just <laughs> no, decided. It's a wonderful life. My man's it's a like, wonderful life. Everybody waiting in line. Twenty. Man, but that's Mark, when I had I decided. I was like, man, look. Instead of putting my money in the bank, I'm going to put my money in the bricks. You ain't gonna. Mm. My, my bricks ain't gonna never shut down. And if the building happened to blow up, I got insurance on it, right? Mm. So my money is secure in those bricks, and at the same time. Instead of the bank paying me 0.001% interest, my tenants now are paying me a thousand percent interest every single month for my money being in the bricks. Indeed. And the money is growing because of because of the value yeah, of the property on. is going up. And I can write off <laughs> the building depreciation and things like that. So it just made hmm. sense. It's so like my money. I was telling to tell CJ this. Please. I had to tell CJ. Carlos Prenny. I had to literally tell CJ. For the rest of this podcast, hey, hey, please send your cash hey, out. Hey, I'm about to Carlos share my location. 20. I'm about to go to the bank. If something happened, y'all know hey. where I'm at. I'm hey, let me tell you this. I had to tell CJ because CJ was scared. Every time I'd be like, see, we about to buy another building. I want to get my money. He always want to know how much it costs. He'd be like, how much it costs, Jay? And he had that look on his face when he nervous. I'm like, oh, oh man, bill yeah. cost. I like bill cost a hundred thousand. You know, we're gonna just use hundred thousand cash. I like, you know, it costs a hundred thousand to fix up. See, like, man, we're gonna spend two hundred thousand. Hmm. And I'm just like, like, bro, like, you know, like the money is in the bricks. Like we're not. I said, see, you got to stop looking at it like we're spending this money. Mm -hmm. We are merely transferring it from one account from the bank to my backyard. The value is still there. <laughs> it ain't gone. It didn't disappear. And I think people can't get over that concept because yeah. they actually think that they need I'm to hold two dolphins. See, see? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Jamal, you know what the, the difference is? Is that people that you know aren't necessarily financially educated, educated, they just want to pull up the app and see yeah. their money. See, it. people mm -hmm. that are wealthy understand that they see their money on financial statements, mm. income statements, and balance sheets. It Ooh. might not be on the app. Let's go yeah. for us. It's, too it's much going to show up on <laughs> too much Rob. Statement. Too much free information. <laughs> Kill it. Kill it. And, look, right, and, hey. look, and here's here's another one more thing, guys, yeah, go that for I it. think is real important. Right. Because when you think about putting your money to work in the market and all of that sort of stuff, guess what? You're sitting behind your computer or your app. There's no there's no hiring manager that gets to decide whether you get to play or not. There's no, uh, you know, institutional races. You know, when I when I go buy game, shares at GameStop, nobody knew who I was on the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So, so, and, and there's two ways to do it. There's a, there's a longer term way. When I was, you know, just starting in the business, 2005, I had a little rollover from my old company. I took $3,500, which may seem like a, a ton to people, but may, or may not seem like a lot to other folks decided to invest in Apple, something that I knew that I grew up with, that I liked and enjoyed the products. And then 15 years later, that $3,500 is worth $350,000. And, mm. and I didn't have to do anything other than log into on, my Fidelity account. And again, mm. there, there, was no, there was no hiring manager that said, ah, you know, we're going to give the job to, you know, we're going to give that money yeah, to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, talk that. And then, and then there's a faster way. To, as I grew and, and became a professional and had more knowledge, then this GameStop opportunity came across. And I took, I showed you guys, I took $15,000 of my client's money and turned it into $230,000 in about two months. Now, let me be clear. I'm not suggesting to people that that <laughs> happens every day, that, you know, I could snap my fingers and that's just something that, you know, that we can create and make happen. But what I will say is, is that you are more in control of your life and your destiny when you're good with your money and there will be more opportunities uh, where that came from. So you, but you have to be in the game. Rob, last question. Um, What do you do when you have friends that are crazy ballers and you're trying to keep up with uh, keeping up? I like to call, you know, you heard of keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. I call it keeping up with the Kings. With the Kings. Um, <laughs> That's hard. You, you, keeping up with the Kings is hard. Dude. Listen, man. That's listen. hard. Yeah, because it's real keeping up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Maul over here, uh, he, he's got pools in his house, saunas, all kind of stuff. So, I, I caught know. myself trying to do a kitchen. And uh, a bit off more than I could chew, Rob. Long story short, I need to go fund me. It's okay. Uh, what, what do you suggest? It's okay. It's what okay else? for me. It's okay. It's Money okay. is not spent. It's only transferred from your mm. bank account to the Brits. Mm. Well, oh, I got the, hey, it's time to sell this house then. <laughs> I need to sell. Um, seriously, though, man, for, uh, always appreciate you jumping on with us, like, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah, Likewise, bro. Yeah, Thank it's, you. it's, uh, it's a blessing to have you on. Let the people know where they can reach you, Rob. Just y- y'all go follow him on IG. You might see him on CNN, like he said, CNN, MSNBC, you know, all the networks. Seriously, proud of you, man. Feel like, you know, you want our own blowing up, man. We got people, you know, around us, man, that's just, um, you know, going to the next level on every front. So congratulations, continued success. Let the people know where they can contact you. Yes, sir. I'm at Rob Wilson TV everywhere on social you can get me there people can email me directly rob at robwilson.tv and you can find my book on amazon or securethebag.me hey rob thank you brother let me say thank this you, man. i was teasing all show long but if this is the reason why cj was rushing me to be on the call today because yeah. this the only day you could be free yeah. oh it so makes sense bro because 100 this information that you're giving out it's so needed, bro. So um, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm hoping that, you know, those people who are in a position, um, you know, to really take their money serious, that they would go to a pro like you. I am. I'm co-signing y'all. If that's what you're looking to hear. I'm co-signing it. You know, I'm telling you, it should be step one that you take. If you're listening and you got a couple of dollars and you want to do something with it and you're ignorant, you don't not stupid or dumb. You're ignorant as it relates to this lane. Mm-hmm. Give my man a call. And I'm just going to be real. I'm going to call it out. Fe- it's February, what, 7th, 8th? What's the day? The 8th? 
I'm calling it out. I'm calling it out. Listen to me closely. I'm calling you out. Go with your brother. All right. I'm go with your brother. It's a lot of you. You want information, but you feel like information has a color on it. You feel me? You feel like, I don't know if I could go. I don't know if Rob know what my man, bruh, it's not Rob Wilson TV because he want to be on TV. Okay. (laughs) It's because he on TV. Okay. And, and, and the, those who are informing the world are asking him to come on their show to inform the world. Mm-hmm. So do me a favor, bro. Don't go with these big companies just because they got big names or go with people because of the color of their skin. My man, go, come home. Go Happy home. Happy Black History Month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> real, I appreciate bro. you, Rob. I'm just saying, you know how it is, Rob. People it, go it with is. other people because they like, oh, he black. He don't know. He, he, I, he no, bro. Uh, stop playing games. You came to Jamal, make real estate real. You go somewhere else, they're going to charge you 20 grand. They ain't going to give you half of what Jamal. Come home. Come home to not only a person who has the information, but understands your circumstance. That's what you have to understand. There are people that can give you information, but they don't, un- they don't necessarily understand. Kid called me the other day. Mom was like, yo, E, I went through uh, this um, assessment group. I went through this. Ain't nobody doing it like you, E. I said, because we all got information, but I'm giving it to you in a way you can understand and apply it. So Rob is going to give it to you in a way where you can understand. You can apply it. Thanks again, CJ. Um, not that more. We, I need to inflate his ego anymore. Uh, but thank you for bringing Rob hey, on. Hey, Rob, appreciate you, man. We about <laughs> nah, to, hey, Rob, we, uh, we're going to stay on a couple thank more you. minutes and let Jamal tell us how he... Uh, Checked his wife's stimulus last <laughs> night. But uh, we appreciate you as always. Rob Wilson TV. We'll see you, brother. Appreciate your family. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Next week, Rob. Uh, as you always, man, this podcast is brought to you by Organifi. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com. Promo code success, man. Go on there. Get your supplements. Get your green juice. Get your proteins. Whatever else you need, man, to get yourself in shape, healthy, and feeling good. Uh, also, of course, make real estate real. Y'all know what it is, man. You just heard Rob and Maul. Breaking down all that good information. What better time to get started in real estate than right now, man? Get on there, learn how to do it. Um, some of y'all got checks coming up, things of that nature, man. Definitely, definitely invest in yourself. Also, my man up there on uh, the top, my top left, <laughs> Solo Creator Pro, out here killing it as always, man. Carl. Are he on your top uh, left? Wow, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, he on my top on left. Bottom left. Yeah, uh, be I'm pretty it'd sure it'd be different. Be different on, yeah. Man. Uh, y'all check Carl out as well. Um. Hey, I see, meant- see, see. Did you see the? Uh, yeah, I can't let you. You talk about solo pro. Did you see yeah. the little thing, thing in the <laughs> Shout background? Shout out to Marshall. The logo, the solo pro Marshall. logo. In the back oh yeah. Right oh. Now. Yeah. Marshall sent me a little present. Bro, I this thought week. that was I a corn maze. Oh no. Oh, that's sir. fire. That's fire. The P oh right no, that's fire. I told Carl. I said that's fire, bro. Yeah. No. That's. Oh yeah. Fire. I thought Carl had somebody. Had, Carl had just went to the store. And they hooked him up with like some electronic boy thing. Hey, don't that look like the Bitcoin logo though? It oh, did. Yeah. Yeah, let's was, go. Thought, yeah. I'll take that. Wow. Um, hey, you know what I was gonna ask y'all? I wanted to ask before the Super Bowl, but I didn't know if y'all seen it. Did y'all see Brady? Uh I ain't gonna say kick this family out, but you see, he had the family move out the house 12 days 12 before days. the Super Bowl out. Yeah. Wife and kids gone so he could study film all. 12 days straight. Hey, but come on, though. I was going to ask y'all fair file. You, fair, has Carl ever tried to kick Tamisha out? Has Carl ever tried to put Tamisha out for 12 days when he was working on Solo Creator Pro? <laughs> I don't hey, know. Better. better. He just went in and 
put her out on his own. He had went in his own skate, man, and shut the door. So that's better. <laughs> but we also yeah. got to remember what kick out the house mean for them. They probably was somewhere, you know, uh, in that the was Bahamas. the Bahamas. Island. Oh, no, for sure. Fact. But still, 12 days, don't nobody want to be away from their luxuries and your man and your father for 12. But again, for cats who on that, my wife tripping or, you know, whatever. Yo, hmm. everybody tripping if you ain't getting results. Mm. Like if you make me if you make me suffer and you make me sacrifice and ain't nothing happen as a result of it, yeah, I'm pissed. But if bruh, ma, small thing, bruh, small thing, and she'll kill me. But I'm telling you, I saw the I saw, man, my girl yesterday just like I'm like it's a commercial, but I just saw her like, man, like wow. You you saw a twinkle. You saw a twinkle. You saw you saw a stimulus. Stimulus check. You saw you saw a stimulus. Mo wasn't the only one, right? <laughs> <laughs> the devil is a lie. Oh, oh, oh! You know, check it. That real uh, stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> the rental properties. A tingle in her eye. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, what okay. a money reside. What a yeah, money nah. reside. What a not do a podcast on Monday again, yeah. All right. I'm gonna just tell Candace, look, I got I didn't think I had this kind of energy, Carl. I was a little <laughs> struck. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna have energy getting up at three, but we'll see. Oh. It is easy to do, bro. Hey, wow. one more thing to eat, dog. Let me tell you something, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't the boss of me, dog. Leave me alone, uh, dog. Uh, you, you ain't, ain't the, the boss, boss of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why he wrote this book. He tried to act like he wrote it for the kids. He wrote it oh, for no, me. I promise you, I know. Me and Didi. He's still <laughs> bossing me, though, mom. I got to get off of school. Hey, I love it, though. He thought, hey, I don't think he knew, because he don't care. He don't know. He know it was my entrepreneur class. He thought I was doing like a trading. And when, he was like, hey, tell Moose to finish that joke up. Get your butt over here. I'm like, he's a class. I oh, I didn't. He's like, get your butt. So he's still bossing me, Ma. He's no, still but he's scheduled. Like, who who could honestly know he's scheduled, dog? Oh, yeah, no. How could you just got to go day by day, dog? You you literally, from 3 o'clock, and, and now you're on the West Coast, so it's even harder for it's me to calculate. Hey. It's, like, ridiculous. So um, anybody got any plans coming up? Oh. I'll show you all the kitchen soon, man. My man ain't about done. About done, so. Fire. Oh, Carl. Okay, we're proud of my little brother, y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. he CJ did a major renovation, and it's fire. No cap. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no. He don't show y'all. It's fire. But I was going to say, Carl, we'll do it next week. But he's asking what we're doing. My goddaughter is here for a week. And Mm so um, we got her. We went and bought uh, skateboards. So I had I showed Carl I was on the skateboard doing baby tricks, Ma. It's been (laughs) 40 years, Ma. So it's baby be tricks but i'm gonna be back in a minute with the four boys but i was going down the hill like okay e you bought the you, my wife was like if you don't get your butt hey, Ma, i'm talking about this here she's like let's make sure we get, get that key man right insurance now. immediately oh, we need that key you, you we need that mind, key bro. man insurance oh, man. i need that key man right now oh, right now <laughs> in case he, he tears yeah. whole life up oh man. i promise you bro i ain't fooling with no skateboards oh also <laughs> i want to thank e for just rubbing it in our face that he and cali uh, just on the ground, walking by the ocean every day and just <laughs> trying to act like it's a motivational message when, you know what I'm saying, it's really tearing folks up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's motivating Bruh. anybody else, but it's hurting me. Ma, uh, what was your temperature this weekend? Bam, negative 32 yeah, degrees. It was negative. I, it was so doggone cold out, I had to go buy a real coat. I couldn't mm. even, like, my jacket wasn't hacking. I had to get a real mm. coat. And it was crazy. Where the weather day, Carl, Carl, Where the weather day, day. Where the weather is. Remember we was on the morning call, the Sunday morning call? Yeah. While we on the call, see, 
we hearing E getting in the car, the car starting up. We like, what was yeah. going on? E like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm headed to the beach. It's about, mm. <laughs> it's about five, six, seven in the morning. Mm, we headed to the beach with the family, bro. And it's freezing cold in the house. Come on, y'all. I'm setting the table up. The table is set. Get out of there in the winter. Yeah, don't don't set me a table and buy me a crib. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I need, we've been I don't talking need about it. Yeah, they, the they got some in the neighborhood. Matter of fact, we was in a cul-de-sac. He was like, that must be Carlin House. That's a cul-de-sac right there. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's make mm, some I'm phone calls. It. Let's get it. I'm going to have to sell this house and get rid of this kitchen first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about this kitchen, boy. I, this kitchen done turned into... <laughs> so the, the whole house got to be done. I called Ma oh. the other day. I was pissed, wasn't I, Ma? Oh, piss, piss. Ma was trying to calm me down. I said, man, listen, I got to do... Uh, I don't even want to talk about now it. You got to um, do the floors. Oh, he nah, bro. Nah, nah, yeah. bro. So you can it, appreciate it at the end. And Ma, when you start, when you write them stimulus invested. checks. Hey, you know how you got like a little string on your hoodie and you like, oh, oh you shoot. pull that joker. <laughs> and then you got a wife beater by the time it's done. Uh, don't I That's what my kitchen that. turned into. Oh, <laughs> you can't even say kitchen no more, bro. You you all the way throughout 50% of the house. Oh, house bro, right? he renovating this, this, the spot, bro. Yep. It's yep. a renovation. Candace like, got I'm, him in the rental. Hey. He didn't even know he was in the rental. <laughs> oh, he did. has got him set up. <laughs> but oh, now man. I know how he feel. This is by force, not by choice. So yeah. She just yeah. forcing me into it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, e, uh, we'll let you go. I appreciate your cooperation on a Monday. I know how difficult this was for you being the best motivational speaker in the world, an international <laughs> superstar with a uh, Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> Super Bowl commercial. But I appreciate you taking time to hang out with the little guys <laughs> and uh, just just toss it around uh, around the horn. You know what show I'm saying? Me them, show me them. I got on the sweater so they can't see my eyes, Maul. So mm. show me. Show, show them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maul on a whole nother workout Where now. Where the muscles yeah. reside? Where but, the muscles reside? <laughs> you know what I was thinking about yesterday, though, man? I don't know. Somebody sent me a clip of the podcast and was like, I was just dying laughing over this, whatever. Man, dog, I missed the studio bad. We still oh, making man. this Zoom work. But, man, I want to get back in the studio, still dog. Still the same, bro. Man. Oh. We need to no, get back don't. in the it's studio. Over. Diddy said, how long is this podcast? We it's done, D. <laughs> Appreciate y'all listening. Your go leave boss. us a review. We'll see you next week. Let's go. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might. <laughs>